zoom out. Zoom out. Because what happens with perfectionism, there is an overly zooming in. Like this little small detail that is not perfect gets so much attention and is being zoomed into so much that when you breathe out and you zoom out, suddenly you can see the bigger picture again. Welcome to the Seeing in the Dark podcast, the podcast for new ways of leading and doing business. No more separation between money, power and leadership and being a deeply spiritual human being. Seeing in the Dark is about walking paths that have not been walked before and truly making a change in a world in which old ways are crumbling. My name is Nicole Nima Costeres, CEO of a multiple six-figure soul-based business and here to take you into the mysteries of purpose, power, intuition and soul-based leadership. May you embody your own unique essence so deeply that your vibration naturally teaches, inspires and assists others. Let's dive in. Hello, dear ones. So today we are talking about perfectionism. And you know why? Because I missed an episode last week. Like for, I don't know exactly how many, but a good amount of episodes, we were releasing once a week an episode. Every Sunday, a new episode would go out in the email. Every Friday, a new episode launched on YouTube. And last week there was no episode and it was such an interesting process for me that I decided to create this episode around perfectionism and specifically seven remedies to release perfectionism. Because <laughs> perfectionism is a pain in the ass, let's be honest, like <sighs> there's so much to share about it, like even with this example of I have this strong longing to create consistency and continuity for women of ancient futures, right? So the weekly email that goes out every Sunday is part of that. And it's a non-negotiable for me that that weekly email goes out every Sunday morning. Now, another non-negotiable for me has been the weekly podcast that goes out in the weekly email. And so last week, due to unexpected circumstances in the team, but also for myself, we didn't have an episode. And a few things I learned from that, uh, amongst which I, I mixed them into the seven remedies for perfectionism. Um, but one of them was practically like, I need a stack of episodes so that if something happens with me or in the team, that we just have that stack, right? But okay, we didn't have that this time. And so I was invited to explore these tendencies of perfectionism again. Now, this is not a new theme for me. And actually, I handled it really, really relaxed because I decided it's okay. We will not have an episode this week. And I'm going to be relaxed about it. And I'm going to send out some other amazing free content. And we did. Uh, we actually send out an amazing free event. So 
What did perfectionism teach me over the years? Because I, if you have been listening to the episode around burnout, if not, we'll link it below this episode so you can listen back to it. Because one of the main reasons that I was walking on the edge of burnout was because of perfectionism. And this was end of 2021, beginning of 2022. I have had been really, really wanting to do it well for a long time. So I have this natural love for detail. I love detail. So when I organize an event or when I create a program or when I build a community, there is just this natural eye for detail that I have. And there is a natural, like quite big amount of care that goes into the creation process, the facilitation process, in the in the care process, the aftercare process, there is just a lot of eye for detail that I naturally have. But eye for detail is beautiful. Don't get me wrong. If you have eye for detail, celebrate it because I love it. I love also to come into other people's spaces and they have had a good chunk of care and eye for detail in it. Yet, when the eye for detail becomes so much that it starts to give tension or contraction, that's where perfectionism starts to come in. Yeah. So that's what had been happening to me. And so one of the goals for this year for me was one, to completely eliminate the pattern of overwork. And I managed to do that. Like I have been working less than I've ever did before. And I love it. Um, and the second one is to eliminate this pattern of perfectionism. And so let's start with the first one. I'm just going to share these seven remedies for perfectionism that I found really helped me. And that I also see when I teach, for example, in my mastermind, You Are a Soul Leader, which is a six-month mastermind um, into really creating your soul-based business, but also deepening into your leadership and power and greatness. And so number one, first remedy for perfectionism is connect to your body. Because what happens, I find, when we go into perfectionism, there is a lot of overactive mind, like thinking about it, like, how can I make this even better? Like, oh, this is not perfect. What should I do? La, 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 la. Like the mind starts to rent. So connecting to the body can be through four ways. Breath, sound, movement, and touch. Four ways to connect to embodiment. Breath, sound, movement, touch. Because every time when you connect to breath, to your sound, to your movement and to your touch, it helps the, the mind to slow down. It helps the mind to unwind. Yeah, so that's the first step. That's the first step for many things for me. Like when I notice myself going into a contraction of whatever form, doesn't have to be perfectionism, Breath, sound, movement, and touch is what helps me to connect back to clarity, to relaxation, to receptivity. Okay, second one is explore the underlying drive for your perfectionist behavior. Because perfectionism is not because you have a beautiful eye for detail, right? For me, beautiful eye for detail is an amazing quality. Perfectionism 
Usually there is something underneath the surface that is driving this pattern, yeah? It could be feelings of not feeling good enough, feelings of fear what other people might think of you and your work. It could be this feeling of there is something wrong with me and therefore just naturally being me is not enough. So if you find yourself in a pattern of perfectionism and wanting to do it really, 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 really well, just imagine and ask yourself, if doing this perfectionism is not an option, how do I feel? And big chance that you bump into some form of unworthiness, some form of fear, some form of feeling unsafe with yourself or the world around you. So that's the second one. Explore the underlying drive for this perfectionism behavior. Yeah. So when I was in my burnout recovery process, which was amazing because I discovered that actually 80% of these burnout symptoms were not because of the amount of hours I was working, but it was actually because of an underlying feeling that I needed to face. An underlying feeling of there is something wrong with me. If I'm just naturally being myself, I have to work harder, push harder, do like, you know, like do more than just being naturally me. So after you've explored an underlying drive for your perfectionism behavior, the third one is to zoom out, zoom out. Because what happens with perfectionism, there is an overly zooming in like this little small detail that is not perfect gets so much attention and is being zoomed into so much that when you breathe out and you zoom out suddenly you can see the bigger picture again like earlier this year we like what was it was I think it was with an email I know my posting. So I had this intention of posting five to six times a week. And I was really in that flow. Actually, for a few months, I was consistently posting five to six times a week. And suddenly something happened in my life where I lost the consistency in my posting. And I like I have the I have a mastermind group of myself and I was sharing with the with the women in there like, oh, I, I really I don't it doesn't feel good. I broke the consistency with my posting and I was just feeling really bummed by it. And then one of the women said, she said, but isn't this your most consistent year ever in terms of posting and content? And I was like, yeah, actually, you know what? Yeah. And she said, isn't this the year in which your social media has been growing the, mo the most in terms of engagement? And I was like, yeah, you're actually right. And it's really beautiful because when you zoom out and you see the bigger picture, you also see again how amazing you're already doing, right? How much you've already been growing, like how much everything is actually flowing exactly as it's supposed to be. So zoom out helps to release a bit that over-focus on zooming in because this little thing right here is not perfect, yeah? And it was the same with my podcast. When we missed the episode last week, I had this moment of, oh no, it's not perfect anymore. <laughs> but then actually very quickly, I was able to relax and zoom out and be like, wow, 
this is the year that we've been the most consistent with the podcast ever. So I can also celebrate that and learn uh, learn from this and know that, okay, next year I want to have a pile with a few episodes in stock so that when something happens, we have a few weeks of content to continue with. Zooming out, number three. Fourth one, realize that life is imperfectly perfect. Yeah, because the thing is, if we are living our lives wanting everything to be perfect, it's like a recipe for disaster because life isn't perfect while simultaneously there is an imperfect perfection in everything, right? Because every time when, for example, I break a certain consistency for whatever reason, I learn so much from it and there is a perfectionism in that. Every time when I have a certain planning and it goes differently, it's a deeper invitation to trust the universe, to trust how life is guiding me in each moment. You know, it's a deeper, um, an opportunity to connect into a deeper communion with the mystery of life. And so how the mystery of life works, and I've been sharing this also in a previous episode that I can also link below. The universe or God or the mystery doesn't work linear. It works in a non-linear way, which sometimes for the logical mind doesn't make any sense. The logical mind goes like, wow, that's messy or chaotic. Like, wow, why are you taking 10 steps back? That doesn't make any sense. But actually in the eyes of the mystery or God or the universe, it makes perfect sense. It makes perfect sense. And so what can seem imperfect for the mind and our logical brain is actually profoundly perfect in the eyes of the universe and in the eyes of God or in the eyes of the mystery. So realize that life is imperfectly perfect always already. All right. Fifth one. This is more a practical one that actually helps me a lot, specifically when I come out of an in inconsistent period. <laughs> mm. Just taking a zip for a moment. When I've spiraled out of a certain consistency of posting, of a certain consistency of emailing, or whatever it is, even a certain consistency of confidence, when I spiral out of that, it can feel sometimes challenging to come back into it. Yeah. And I notice myself lately because I haven't been posting for three weeks or something. And then I can feel it like when I feel like, oh, I have inspiration again to post, but there is this like, like I have to like kind of go over a bump in the road in order to go back into it. But then I think, oh, maybe I should do this topic or maybe I actually should do that. Maybe that's better. La, la, la. And I start to overthink again. So the fifth remedy for perfectionism is to just post that imperfect content. Share that imperfect story. Launch that imperfect sales page. You know, create that imperfect course. Like, just do it. Just do it. Because it's by doing it that actually the flow will pick you up again. And before you know it, you're serving that wave of inspiration again. Right? So, for example, somewhere in the coming weeks, I'm going to give myself the challenge to do like 
somewhere between 14 and 30 days of posting imperfect posts. Now, this is not my idea. I want to acknowledge Simone, uh, which is an amazing coach from South Korea. Maybe you know her. She has this 30-day challenge where she invites you to post imperfect posts for, I think it's 30 days. I'm not sure how many days. And I think it's the most amazing way to find yourself back into the rhythm and into the flow and into the playfulness, which is actually the number six remedy uh, for, for perfectionism. Connect to your playfulness. Just do it and, and let it be a playful thing because playfulness connects you back to creativity, connects you back to flow. Yeah. Perfectionism connects you to contraction, connects you to feeling blocked and stuck. So playfulness, what would playfulness do? What would playfulness share in your stories? What would playfulness talk about in your podcast? What would playfulness um, share about in your next post? Right. And this is what helps me because I was like, oh, no, I broke my consistency with the podcast what am I now going to create an episode on? And I was like, okay, what is actually just naturally alive right now? Seven remedies for perfectionism. Amazing. And doing just that. So connecting to playfulness. Seventh one. And this is also, I find is a really beautiful one also. To remember, and specifically if you are a woman listening, if you are a woman listening, Specifically for you, even more so, you are a cyclical being. You are a cyclical being. Now, that doesn't mean that you cannot create consistency because you can. And you are a cyclical being, excuse me, meaning that your energy levels and your, like the way your emotional body, the way your energy body moves is not a consistent one, like straight line. Because you're a cyclical being, like throughout the day, like the hormones change, emotions change, energies change, right? So how this line goes is like up and down, a little bit higher, a little bit lower, la la la. There's a lot of movement and fluctuation in that. And then also over the month, um, you have your, your cycle, your menstrual cycle, if you're still connected to that. And if not, if you're already in... Um, if you're already out of your menstrual cycle, then you have the moon cycle that also has you throughout the month also fluctuate in your energy. Certain periods of the month where there is a lot of energy to come out and to share and to show yourself and other times of the month where you are feeling more inward, where you want to spend more time with yourself and by yourself. And also we live on a cyclical planet where for many of us, maybe not all of us, but many of us, we have seasons. So where I live, there is like the cold winters and the warm summers most of the time. Um, so living on a cyclical planet as a cyclical being, it's really, really important to honor that cyclical nature and know that our way of energy is not consistent all the time right and when we can honor more that those times where we are more inward and those times where we naturally come out more it actually creates more stability because in the beginning it might feel weird because we are in a society where 
society basically demands that we perform on the same level the whole month and the whole year, right? So when you start to more honor the cyclical nature of, oh, I'm more inward now and now I'm more outwards, in the beginning it feel like, oh, shouldn't I be doing more than I feel like doing right now? <laughs> shouldn't I actually be more active and doing more things like I used to do? But actually the more you trust your cyclical movements and your cyclical pools, the more consistent your energy will actually be. Because when you can fully allow yourself to go inward and rest and recharge and renourish, the more energy you will have to come back out again then. Yeah. So honoring your cyclical nature um, will also help you in this process of releasing perfectionism because you know that life is changing, that you are changing and you can start to serve and flow more in that change than to kind of demand yourself that it needs to be a certain way in a certain time. Yeah. Having said that, it is possible to create consistency. And if you want to start doing that, I recommend to start with focusing on one thing at a time. Yeah. Because if I would start to create consistency in 10 things at a time, it can start to feel a bit like pressure and a bit like a prison. So I always love doing it in the way of like, for example, when I came out of my dark retreat in Mexico in March, I came out with so much inspiration to do weekly emails. And I haven't been doing that before March. And so since March, I feel like, okay, I want to create consistency with a weekly email going out every Sunday. And that was my only focus in terms of creating consistency. And there was a point where I felt like, okay, now I feel I must I mastered that and it's flowing. Now I want to create consistency by creating a weekly podcast episode, right? And I started to bring my focus into that. Now, one tip when it comes to creating consistency for yourself, because in the beginning, when we want to create consistency with something, whether it's posting a certain times a week, emailing a certain amount of times a month, creating a podcast, certain amount of episodes um, per month, in the beginning, there is a lot of excitement and energy to do something new. So it can feel like, yeah, I'm going to post 14 times a week, right? The invitation there to really create long lasting consistency is to kind of feel underneath that excitement and feel like what feels like a sustainable amount that I will actually be able to sustain over a longer period of time. Yeah. So for me, that was emailing one time a week, one time a week, maybe for you, like the consistency over a longer period of time is once a month. And maybe for the coming months, that's all you bring your focus to, to create consistency there. And to remember that you are building your life's work. You are not building a quick fix prefab house you are building your dream castle, your dream house. So every brick that you put into your business, into your work, you want to put it there with love and care. Because when you bring your love and care into this one brick, which is maybe your monthly email, then once that brick is set, you can bring your focus to the next one and to the next one 
into the next one. And like that, you build this amazing, solid body of work that can start to blossom and sustain you in ways you could have never imagined before. So picking this one thing and feeling underneath that beginner excitement of like, oh my God, I want to do it. It feels so good and exciting. Feeling underneath that and see what feels like an actual um, frequency that I feel I can maintain over a longer period of time amazing and then if you break it for whatever reason like I did last week with the podcast bring a sense of light lightness playfulness zoom out connect to your body realize the uh, imperfect perfection of life and just remember that you are a cyclical being amazing I wish you a beautiful week I'm so happy to be here with you again and send you much love bye did you receive any inspiration, motivation, or powerful breakthroughs by listening to this episode? Then please share this episode by taking a screenshot and tagging me in your stories at nicole.nima.costeres. I would love to celebrate you, share you in my stories, and it would mean so much to have my work reach more powerful, passionate women like you. Thank you so much and looking forward to see you next week.